Now say something excited like you're about to talk about Mean Girls. Oh my god, I'm so excited <laughs> about Mean Girls. All right, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> the volume goes down. <laughs> in that case, get in, losers. We're going podcasting. Yay! Uh, I like to call out when I steal gimmicks from other podcasts, but Blank Check's never going to cover Mark Waters as a director, so, <laughs> so I'm pretty confident that that won't be stepping on any toes. Anyway, um. As you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast yet, so it'll either be, again, ripping off a different show or something along the lines of, welcome to Late to the Movies. My name is Ben Holt, and this is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Each week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. My guest this week, left to right across your podcast, we got Kay, Sam, and Bree. And the movie this week is Mean Girls 2. And... um, (laughs) Yeah, I guess we can address this up top. Everyone here has seen Mean Girls. Yes, yes. Uh, many times, probably. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And so I thought the thing to do, because it's back to school month, we're doing all month long movies about schools, and uh, this is the biggest one for people of our generation, I would say, by kind of a substantial margin. So we had to do it. But everyone I know has seen Mean Girls. <laughs> so I thought the loophole was that this is technically an episode about Mean Girls 2, a movie I had never seen or did not know existed before. But of course, we'll have to talk about the first Mean Girls before we get to Mean Girls it would 2. Be ludicrous not to. And I feel like that may just make up the bulk of the episode. <laughs> Before we get to that, though, I always like to start by asking you all if you've seen anything worth mentioning recently. Anyone can jump in. Uh, yesterday, Ben and I went and saw uh, See How They Run, which is the new um, Sir Ronan, Sam Rockwell, kind of like whodunit movie. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm. It was, it was Kimbucha fine. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, it was one of those ones that it was like I left it and I was like, I mean. It was good, I guess. Maybe? I don't know. Would Can't you tell you. That's not what you want from a whodunit. I know, because it, it was mainly like, it felt like the structure was all over the place. They didn't really yes. set it up right. And I, the whole thing was like an homage to Agatha Christie with like mm. a lot of, like Agatha Christie's actually in it at one point, but I left it going, I can't tell if they love or hate Agatha Christie (laughs) by the way that they treat this. (laughs) The Agatha Christie character is played by the same actor who plays Moaning Myrtle in Harry Potter, and she's doing that voice. Yeah, which is not her voice. I've heard her talk other ways. She's in in an episode of early Doctor Old. Doctor Who, like yes. Eccleston, early, yeah. not like That's 60s what I, early. Yeah, I well, like, I mean, I she's British. You get drafted into that show. Yeah, eventually. you got to do it. You got to do your tour of two <laughs> yeah, episodes yeah. of Doctor Who. Yeah. But I feel like she had that voice in that episode, too. So I think I've just decided that that's a real voice. And I was literally about to say, I think that's just a real voice. <laughs> I, or maybe, like, I guess. I I've seen is. her speak in a different voice, which I assumed was her natural voice. <laughs> so you at least voice. know she has the ability to speak <laughs> yes. in a different voice. Yeah. Because then but, I but was not like, only that, but you know Agatha Christie doesn't, doesn't sound like that. Like, she's not she old enough that you can just like be like, we're going to do whatever we want. No, we have video of Agatha Christie <laughs> speaking. Yes, we know that's like not her. alive in the last 70 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just sort of them. You said like it's an homage to Agatha Christie stuff that you can't tell if it actually hates Agatha Christie, <laughs> but it's it's also a deconstruction of whodunits, and it is constantly calling out the things that whodunits do, and then doing that thing, which would be great if Knives Out didn't exist three years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
And and, I was like, uh, I was really hoping for like Knives Out esque sort of like a fun romp mm-hmm. through like a whodunit, and it was not that. They were probably trying to not do that and yeah. fail because they were <laughs> like trying they, to avoid I doing that. Written. I kept having these moments of like, this feels like something that like someone would have written yeah. in like grad school and been like, I'm the cleverest. <laughs> and it's like, okay. It's, and it's weird because it's set in 1950s London and it stars Sam Rockwell as the inspector. And you're like, oh, what's Sam Rockwell's take on this? And his take on this is Gary Oldman. Yeah. <laughs> He's just playing Gary Oldman. Yeah. Uh, they ha- he has a Gary Oldman mustache. Yeah, I literally <laughs> He's had a talking flash. like Gary Oldman. It's I literally really had weird. a flash when he came on screen of like, oh shit, I didn't know Gary Oldman was in this. And then it was like, no, that's Sam Rockwell. <laughs> Pretty weird. So like, the and, and Saoirse Ronan's like the comic relief in it. And weird. Uh, yeah. Weird. So basically, what happened was they wrote this like ten years ago. They wanted Gary Oldman to be the main guy. Gary Oldman kind of aged out. They didn't know what to do. So like, what if we get that American dude that kind of looks like a young Gary Oldman? And then, uh, and let's hope that a movie doesn't come out that also deconstructs who done. Oh, no. no, yeah. no. Let's make it funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adrian Brody was good. <laughs> Maybe. It, it, it promise. Adrian Brody is doing a protect my neck style um, <laughs> commitment to an accent, yeah. uh, oh, which, he, is, which he loves doing. <laughs> yes, you yeah. can tell he's having the best time. And other people, don't, if other people were having that much fun, because he yeah. he narrates the opening, and it opens when you're like, and he's like, "The mouse trap is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen." <laughs> so I thought that was the way we were like, going. Oh. And I was like, "Okay, and I was cool." Like, is okay. that Adrian and it was Brody. not. <laughs> Um, anyway, anyway, um, I, it, it's one of those experiences that like anytime I see someone criticize a movie I like online, I'm like, this, this person just sucks. Like, I'm <laughs> sorry for them that they don't like it. And just to present both sides of the argument, I went on Letterboxd and it's actually got like a lot of good reviews on Letterboxd <laughs> and people going like, wow, I loved this. The ending was such a cool twist and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, this is how it feels on the other side. <laughs> it's like, I did, did did not work for me at all, but hey, it's worked for a lot of people. So don't let us dissuade you. I might watch it. I love whodunits. So mm-hmm. even like the work, even and like. Do you hate Agatha Christie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that might help. Do they all just take turns coming in and stabbing Agatha Christie? At no, the it's like. It's like Adrian Brody's voiceover opens and closes the movie and takes shots at Agatha Christie <laughs> and the mousetrap. And it's like. <laughs> Movie? But he's also playing a guy that everyone in the movie hates. So like, hmm. yeah, we're we supposed to be like, yeah, this asshole. So it's <laughs> he not, would think that. So it's like Knives Out, but like Chris Evans is narrating it instead of like. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's 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 not. It doesn't line up that well one to one because Knives Out also an interesting deconstruction, but that still works as a whodunit. Yeah, right. Whereas just, this one, like, it doesn't really care about the whodunit aspect of it, is is the problem I Yeah, have. which is where Knives Out cares about it so much that it, like, I don't want to spoil Knives Out for anyone who hasn't seen it, but, like, they tell you what happens, basically, immediately. Yes. And then they're like, but you're missing the context. So it's like, here's the still frame of what happened, and now we're going to bring it back, yeah. which is the opposite of what a whodunit does. Usually they have the big frame, and then they zero, you know, you get closer and closer through clues and reveals, yeah. so... I loved Knives Out. Knives Out yeah. is great. Um, it's so good. I'm looking forward to the sequel that I now know about because of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, Glass Onion. Yep. Which getting I- really good reviews and it's uh, festival premieres nice. and it's coming out, I think, December. Nice. Ryan Johnson swings for the fences every time. He's <laughs> a three true outcome movie director. <laughs> Apparently it's real. Yeah, exactly. Um, and man, he's uh, 
He's got Big Dave in this one, so I'm excited for that. Big Dave. Yeah. I do love Big Dave. <laughs> um, yeah, have you guys watched anything? No. I wish I'd seen okay, Big Dave stuff. <laughs> I watched yeah. Guardians again. There you go. We we only, um, yeah, it's only been a couple weeks since we potted. Yeah, so. yeah I don't think we've seen anything besides well, like Letterkenny. The, the stuff we've talked like about. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we've seen a movie besides. More Harley. Besides the ones we've podcasted about since. Well. I've recorded a, I think only once. Yeah, I recorded one time since, and I didn't mention that I went to the uh, roadshow showing of Clerks Three. Um, <laughs> it's Clerks Three. Yeah, is it better than Clerks Two? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even see Clerks Two because so many people told me Clerks Two was bad, and then years later, I have friends who like I don't know if I trust their movie opinions. That were like, no, it's funny, and I was like. <laughs> Uh, I feel like the time to watch Clerks Two yeah. is passed by. <laughs> it's it's strange because I mean yeah we don't have to get into whole thing on Kevin Smith but he's a guy who like is clearly an enthusiast of yep. stuff and like it's good to have positive thoughts and that's like you know yeah. that's a good thing. He's yeah. not and he's had some really really good movies. He's had some I haven't cared for as much but there are some really good movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean Clerks One is still. Like really good, yes. and yes, there's like and problematic stuff in it, sure. Yeah. But it's by characters who suck, and at the end of the day, and it's like 1980 like, yeah, feel or whatever. About yeah, I was gonna uh, say 94. like 90, yeah, early <laughs> 90s. Yeah, Clerks Three is like not really a movie, and I don't think it's is it like the series of skits thing, like a pretty much, yeah. Okay. And it's, it's just kind of stuffs happening as an excuse to talk about the making of Clerks One. <laughs> um, because that's literally the plot of it. And this is in the trailer, so this isn't a spoiler. But one of the characters decides to make a movie about their life in black and white. And it's... It's a Dante. And it's... Um, yeah. <laughs> the cinematographer is Silent Bob, who is, of course, yep. Kevin Smith. Yep. Um, <laughs> and it's not Joe Dante. It's uh, uh, what Jeff Anderson, I want to say. Oh, okay. guy, yep. Who's the one who decides to make the movie. Um, it's yeah. Randall. Or Don, 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 Joe, Joe Dante is the director of of Gremlins. Dante is the main character <laughs> of Clerks, Clerks, played by Brian O'Halloran. Yep. Um, Keep that all not, in. Not Joe Dante. <laughs> yeah, Joe Dante shows up. Um, <laughs> and he's like throwing water on everybody. <laughs> like, Uh-oh, it's after midnight. It's after midnight. Uh, um, oh, no. <laughs> Brian O'Halloran. Him snacks. Yeah, no. Um, anyway. The show I went to was full of people who look like Kevin Smith, yep. um, which I'm not. Enti- <laughs> I'm, with, I'm not entirely um, ex- excluded from. I so. would. I would bet so much money that the median age in that theater was like 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's if you're going to watch the movie, that's the way to do it because Kevin Smith was there and introduced it. Oh, that's fun. And then like all the laugh lines and cameos and callbacks, everyone was like hooting and hollering at. Yeah. And that's really the only way to look at, is to watch it. And I will say, a deeply sad movie. <laughs> Very sad. Uh, a, a, like a really mean thing to do for Kevin Smith to do to his friend Brian O'Halloran, who plays Dante, <laughs> to have multiple scenes of him just like bawling his eyes out and like abject depression and stuff. Like, well, okay. <laughs> Aging is catching up to Kevin Smith. It's like, um. Anyway, I don't think that spoils anything for anyone to see Clerks no, 3. That's kind of how Kevin Smith's been going lately. So. I had a fun time. Yeah. Wouldn't necessarily go if you're not yeah. going to be in a group of people who are just like, I love you Clerks. Know, yeah. It's like seeing live comedy. Everyone's laughing. It's infectious. Yep. Yeah. Man, 
Yep, so that's it. We haven't watched anything else. <laughs> All right, get in, losers. We're going podcasting. <laughs> Doing it again to transition. Um, so the way we'll structure this, we, I, I will say that loophole. I thought it was only fair if I did watch Mean Girls two. So I did watch Mean Girls two. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't think it would be a legitimate topic to cover for this episode. <laughs> Uh, I am the person who hadn't seen Mean Girls 2, and I think a couple of you guys had seen it before, right? No, I didn't. No, yeah. You, okay. I had Sam also hasn't, seen I, it. Uh, but I have a few times yeah. just to kind of test, like, is this still a bad movie? Yeah, this is still a terrible <laughs> movie. Yeah. yeah. I had not seen it either. But no. So we'll do Mean Girls 1 first, and then we'll we'll have a little section of Mean Girls yep. 2 at the end to make the episode legitimate and make yep. it count. I do have a lot of, like, to like a spiel about like the differences in the two and like how they tried to like uh, it's, imitate the first one. So I at least do have some content. <laughs> it's tough because I was thinking at the end, we'd just be like, yeah, have you seen Mean Girls 1? Yep, it's that again, but it's not. It's <laughs> it's not it's there's, there's unfortunately a lot I want to talk about with Mean Girls 2 and we're all going to cut all but about a minute of it. Out. I feel like I could do a legitimately 15 minute Red Letter Media-esque like Prometheus bit where I'm just sitting there just <laughs> like, what am I? Like, like, why did, why did they just try to end that girl's like father's career? <laughs> like, they could have just like keep so saying car. it's it's weird because it doesn't. It's such a de-escalation in terms of drama and intelligence, yep. but such an escalation in terms of root like making people lose their jobs and trying to send yep. people to jail. Yep. Well, why <laughs> and, like, weren't there any people for felonies? Why weren't there any jokes in it? <laughs> well, that too. That's <laughs> oh that's tough. Why did they make a Hallmark movie for the Baltic Mean Girls too? I don't think my alma mater, Carnegie <laughs> Mellon University, would like to hear about this. Oh my God. Um, I don't have enough money to go to the one of the most prestigious schools in the country, Carnegie Mellon University. I, like, also, you live in Ohio. Like, just yeah, go somewhere like, else. Did they sponsor it? Like, is Carnegie Mellon a sponsor? I don't said it like so. five times. Yeah. Like, I also feel bad that the boyfriend has to go to Penn State. <laughs> and it's like. Just go to Ohio Penn State, State. Penn State in 2011, too. It's a t- tough time to be in Penn State. <laughs> there might be a throwaway line that he like got like a soccer scholarship or something. Yeah, um, but, but like, they like, like, never Pitt. played him, like showed him really playing soccer, except for that one like shirtless scene. It's like the movie is so bad. Mm-hmm. I love how he's also saying like, oh, you could go to Ohio State, get that in-state tuition. Like Ohio State is the cheapest school ever. Like I get yeah. in-state. In-state like, is yeah, still it's way cheaper. Ohio State, like <laughs> legitimately like a good school. Top 10 yeah. school like, I'm sure in the nation could. for many things probably, you know, like definitely. Like, but her mother um, that died when she was young went to Carnegie Mellon. Yeah. So she has to go there. Yep. <laughs> Use its full name or get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Going to see Mel's later. See Mel's. So like I said, we won't talk about Mean Girls 2 until the end. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> my fault. You can edit it. Who wants, to do a, who wants to do a one-minute plot summary on Mean Girls? The first one? The yes. first one? Yes. I can do uh, it. Okay, right, you want to do say. it? <laughs> I feel like I've seen it the least of the non-host here, so I feel like that's probably fair. Yeah, you can do it then. All right, start the clock. <laughs> um, so, uh, Katie Heron is a uh, no, she's not. She moved from Africa. Mm-hmm. White girl from Africa comes in. She's got to go to public school for the first time. She's been homeschooled. She's really confused. She doesn't get it. Uh, but she's attractive, and um, she meets a girl, 
and uh, a kind of gothic girl and a guy and a gay guy, and they're like, "Hey, we're going to use you to infiltrate the popular girls and ruin everything." And then that starts happening, kinda, but then it <laughs> gradually just overwhelms Katie Heron, and she's she's too she's now now she's the mean girl, and then um, somebody gets hit by a bus. And that's basically the end of the. Actually, no. There's like 30 minutes after that. I forgot about. That's actually the weird thing about it is that's not the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and then someone wins homecoming. Not prom. Not prom. It's homecoming. Someone wins homecoming. It's court. spring fling. Spring fling. Spring fling whatever. <laughs> God. Uh, and then um, yeah, uh, Bean Girls. Perfect. Got that slurp right into the light. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to keep that in there. Uh, I think we have to. That's my, three, my, my, my official review of Mean Girls 2 is going to be one slurp. <laughs> one slurp. Um, one slurp? Yeah, We're going to get to that. One slurp out of five. Um, oh my God. So, uh, wow, it's really throwing me off. Mean Girls 2004, written by Tina Fey, adapted loosely kind of from a book called Queen Bees and Wannabes, I want to yep. say. Yeah, nonfiction self-help book. Um, and it is directed by Mark Waters, brother of... John Waters. No. <laughs> Bro brother of... I'm just seeing if you guys even looked on the Wikipedia page. Uh, Dan Waters, the writer of Heathers. Hey, we saw oh, that movie too. Oh. So, I mean, we, we talked about in during that episode how much relation there is. Well, the guy that wrote that, his brother directed this. Um, he didn't write it, though. But, John Waters. But still, it makes Waters. more sense, though. It makes more John Waters. <laughs> it does make more sense Age than John wise, Waters. Topics-wise. Yeah. Uh, Tina Fey, not just the writer, but also co-star. I think besides Lindsay Lohan, the only name on the poster. But um, the person. Yeah. Uh, Lazy Bear's in it. Rachel Lazy McAdams. Man Amanda Seyfried. Lizzie Kaplan. Mm -hmm. um, Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. Those are kind of the main names of people we'll talk about in this episode, I think. Did we say Rachel McAdams? We did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Completely. Um, so <laughs> what this represents to a lot of people around our age is a very specific moment in time where it seemed like Lizzie, Lindsay Lohan was going to be probably the biggest star of our generation without really, at this point, a, a close second, I don't think. Um, and that it kind of all falls apart for pretty quickly after this. Yeah, this is probably her peak by far. Yeah, I'm trying to think because yeah. she had some pretty biggish movies that yeah. were similar. Well, she, like, this she is had, like the Freaky Friday. Yeah, yeah. this is the year after big. Freaky Friday, which I think is also Mark Waters directed. And then like they'll have th like then she started having things like Herbie Fully Loaded, which yeah. it was like. Are people going to go see this because Lindsay Lohan's in it, or people? You know, Disney money. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. She, yeah, she had a lot of personal problems, and it does sound like she's doing better now. Recently, yeah. I think she's she's, really she's in like a Netflix Christmas movie this year. I yes. think yeah. that will come out soon. I guess. To be fair, she's about ten years late on like just crushing Hallmark movies for paychecks. So like, I feel <laughs> like Lindsay Lohan's doing that. Lindsay Rivera is one of the like. Top three for Hallmark, yeah, for sure. saw her fall off a cliff and was like, jackpot, I'm about <laughs> yeah. to cash in. Get out of here, Kate. Yeah, Candace I mean, Amanda Seyfried has done great. So has Rachel McAdams. Like, they oh, all, yeah. I think, have had very robust careers. It's, it's a weird cycle around Tina Fey because Lacey Chabert's in a lot of Hallmark movies. And then yeah. the actor who plays Sari on 30 Rock is in a lot of Hallmark movies, I think, too. Hmm. And Candace Cameron Beer. 
Yep. Well, yes, of <laughs> yes. course. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, the queen of Hallmark. We have to do some Hallmark movies at some point. Oh, for so. sure. I've got a lot of thoughts. I've watched a lot of movies. <laughs> Maybe that'll be Christmas this year. Um, <laughs> oh my God, please. So that's the. I mean, it's the Lindsay Lohan moment, and then it's no longer the thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I hope she's coming back. She had personal problems. It seemed like she was stuck in like Dubai for a while, right? Oh, that sounds that sounds right. Some, was, there was something was weird something like that. that one, but yeah, I knew there was definitely something odd happening. But she was in Dubai for a while, for sure, because mm-hmm. she was doing. There was there was a um, award ceremony, and they had her like remotely there from Dubai for weird. some reason. Yeah, don't know why. Strange. Poor girl. Yeah, but I think she's getting herself bad together. Seems like she had real shitty parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unlike. Uh, Neil Flynn and Anna Gaston. <laughs> seemed like two nice parents. Nice parents. Um, uh, I guess those are no more names that we'll mention now in the podcast. I mean, Rachel yeah. McAdams, how old is she in this? Because she's, oh, she's like 27. Yeah, right. She's so one like, of the older ones. There's a, the famous thing where it's like her and Amy Poehler are only like four years apart and Amy Poehler's playing her mom, which granted, she's like, it's not like supposed to yeah. look like she could be like a mom of a yeah. high schooler. It looks like she's gotten work done and stuff, but. Yeah, and it's definitely like the absurdest like bent yeah. to it, which I appreciate. Um, but yeah, Rachel McAdams is definitely the oldest. Yeah. Of, yeah. Like all of the like, yeah, She looks young, but she's still 27. Like you can't, you can't really fake looking 16 at 27. And Amy Poehler's yeah, only like 32 fine. in that movie, 33. Yeah. Like, I don't think she's very old. Yeah, because I think Tina Fey's like 34 yeah. at this point. Um, yeah, because she's 1970s and 2004. Ugh. So probably 33 or 34. It's a 32 point. year old, that's painful. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So what are you guys working on? Uh. She stars and writes this movie in, around that age. How dare you? I'm, I'm a staff accountant oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man yeah right yeah yeah a popular and, blog a game of thrones <laughs> hundreds of views <laughs> yeah you're totally right though amy Poehler has to be like 32 tops mm-hmm. that's yeah. right yeah and Lindsay lohan is 17 at like yeah. in filming and then 18 when it finally gets released so like mm-hmm. her and rachel mcadams are 10 years apart in this movie yeah. playing the same grade and Lacey chabert is a little older too I think not even playing seniors 20s. playing juniors playing juniors yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a good movie though. Rachel McAdams, one of my favorite actors, I would have to say. If you haven't seen Game Night, go fucking see Game Night. Game She's really extremely yeah. funny, has amazing delivery on several lines, and uh, she does this. And this is pretty much like, oh, this is a person. Then the Notebook happens pretty quick, right? Yeah, Notebook was two thousand. No, was it two thousand six? I think. I, I was, was two thousand four. Two thousand five, maybe. It's so it's literally, era. I think, maybe the next year yeah. for her. Yeah. Where she is playing like an adult woman. <laughs> like yes. One year yeah. Oh, it was 2004, yep. Same year. Same year. Same year. Ooh. Okay, great year. Rachel McAdams. Great year. So that, all oh, that Just a couple said, months later. Jesus. I think uh, Rachel McAdams in, in this is one of the best performances we've covered on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She is <laughs> She is so good in this movie. Yeah. She's freaking amazing in this movie. And then, yeah, everyone, I mean, everyone is understanding exactly what movie they're in. And there's... You know, there's a realistic bent in how people talk to each other that Tina Fey's trying to get at, but there's still like not quite 30 Rock heightened level of reality. But like Amanda Seyfried is dumb, but probably yes. dumber than most people would be. Right. But a little more of a caricature, but yeah. I think still pretty airheaded, realistic. Yeah. Yeah. And like the coach is like, that's how a lot of, uh, 
gym health yep. teachers. Yeah, kind clear. of are, but he's obviously uh, a felon. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but they're sure The number of the number of like gym teachers, more in like young, like not high school, like pre high school, that were like trying to teach health, that were basically just like, yeah, keep. You exercise every day, eat vitamins, and yeah. see ya. <laughs> like, yeah. let's go with a kickball. Yeah. I was 2004, so I was 15. So I was a sophomore in high school when this came out. And I just remember being like, how'd they know? Like, <laughs> I just remember being like, they, like, yeah. Like, this felt very real. Like, it felt very, like, definitely heightened, definitely caricatures of it. But it was definitely written by people that I'm like, okay, they went to public school. Yeah. They understand kind of, like, how kids talk to each other is mean, is ridiculous, is like all of these things. And so yep. it absolutely became part of like the fabric of like, this was like one of those movies that you go back to forever because it was so kind of important in mm. that time period. So yeah, something not shared by Mean Girls too is the, yes. the <laughs> yeah. vibe of this is how people actually talk to each yes. other. Mm -hmm. This um, came out when I was nine. Um, and I think this movie actually made me kind of scared of high school. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, you like because yeah, it was it was just just realistic enough when I was nine that I was like, oh, if this is what high school is, I don't want this. Yeah. I, I luckily didn't see it till post high school. I don't know if it would have painted anything from my high school differently. It's but... definitely more geared towards girls and like yeah. how yeah, like, the social dynamics of girls in high school. Like I was just so. like, I'm not going to go see that girl movie. And then you know, like I got to college, everyone's like, one, that's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> Two, um, it's a really good movie. And then yeah, I was like, all right. I was like, this is a really good movie. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I think I probably saw it when it came out or mm -hmm. right around then. And yeah, it's uh it probably made I mean, you. <laughs> mo most of the guys in the movie are just kind of bopping around. So yeah, they're they're like, it's a hundred <laughs> yeah. but it's a hundred percent like girl on girl like violence and crime yes. and yeah. kind of like the that social sort dynamics. Of thing. Yeah. yeah. And I they deal with it really well oh, yeah. and present it in a very true fashion. Again, heightened caricature esque, yeah. but absolutely um something that is not, again, shared by Mean Girls 2, no. <laughs> is that that is kind of actually a message they're trying to right. kind of get across. And a thing that Tina Fey is obviously really interested in because, um, I mean, she wrote herself as the main character in 30 Rock that repeatedly is proven to hate women pretty yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, this the girl-on-girl -girl crime kind of thing is, mm -hmm. is clearly something that she, she cares about. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, good... Good movie. Great movie. Really good movie. Fantastic movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, this is the second movie in a row because we did School of Rock last week that there is someone in it that was a recent Emmy winner. Last week was Mike White, who had just won for White Lotus and plays Ned Schneebly in School of Rock. <laughs> and this week, Amanda Seyfried, who just won for Dropout, which I guess is main lead actress in a miniseries or whatever. She just won for that. Good for her. Yeah. Right. She's been she's been nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. And she's obviously overqualified for this role, but <laughs> yeah. really, really good in it. She's had a kind of weird career. She's kind of been all over the place, when? but she's made a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Uh Veronica Mars must be right after this or right before this. I would think so. I think Veronica, Veronica Mars, Mars was like right 05. before. Oh, you think it was before? I think it started so before this, but it probably ran through. That, yeah. Wait, wasn't Veronica Mars uh someone else? Kristen Bell was the star. Kristen Bell. She's oh. in it. She's oh, in it. She, okay, okay. she she plays the dead best friend that Kristen Bell's investigating the Gotcha. Of. Okay. Who who talks to Kristen oh, Bell? No. You guys are totally right. It 
2004 for Veronica Mars. Okay. So well, exact same year. Literally year. Every, so every, happened much happened in 2004. Everybody but Lacey Chabert's like, yeah. <laughs> career started in 2004. Yeah, she, she plays Kristen Bell's dead best friend who the first season is about Kristen Bell like uncovering who actually killed her and stuff. Gotcha. I haven't but seen it. So. All told, Lacey Chabert. You should see that show. That show's <laughs> oh, awesome. I think you'd like it. Oh, okay. um, that show kicks ass. Yeah. But all told, Lacey Chabert probably has like the best time on all those Hallmark movies. Like we've heard on, um, is it, how did this get made that, um, they talk often about how they would do a Hallmark movie if given the (laughs) chance, because it sounds like such a like sweet, like, yeah, you just get put up in a nice Canadian hotel for a while. Lacey Chabert was in a lifetime movie that I really liked. Because Lifetime movies are really cheesy. They're a dime a dozen. They're the same plots. But she was in a very specific one that I actually think was better than the average Lifetime movie where she plays a, I believe it's a housewife, um, but her husband's gaslighting her by like changing her medication and stuff like that because she starts to think that she has like multiple personality disorder because of it. <laughs> um, and I like all Lifetime movies. I think she kills her husband in the end or something and she gets away with it. It's, it's very it good for a Lifetime how movie. It goes. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> Oh, they all end the same. Yeah, um, husband's dead. But like for a lifetime movie, it was very well made, and it had Lacey Chabert as the star. So yeah, she's. I, I feel like she's become almost like a punchline. I mean, she's literally been a punchline on Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she she's had a crazy good career in the nineties, yeah, and she's really good in this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was in Party of Five. Was that was the show she was in. I think as a kid. Yeah. And then she was she was Eliza Thornberry in the Wild Thornberries. Yeah. Yep. And she was Meg Griffin for two seasons in Family Guy before yep. she got replaced by Mila Kunis, who's still catching. Like I was oh talking the other God. day about how it's nuts that like Seth Green. Why she doesn't have to work that much. Yeah, yeah, Seth Green and Mila Kunis just constantly cashing checks on that show, mm-hmm. like in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah she no. does a bad mom's movie and then moves on. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but right. her um like but yeah, yours her Gretchen Meaner Gretchen Meaners um, <laughs> is really well done it's mm, this yeah. kind of heightened you can tell she's always like on edge just right. kind of the like sort of to the side like second in command but not like kind of taken for granted by rachel mcadams sort mm. of thing it's yes. so good no it's not someone who could They're just like we should totally command. kill right. caesar yeah. <laughs> and it's great because like even like specifically to compare it to mean girls 2 where the girl that is gritchen stand in for mean girls 2 her entire character is just like, oh, she hates germs, and then that's like that's, that's her thing. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Like, like they 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 try to like have her be Gretchen by knowing things because she's like an office assistant, I think it is. Yeah. So she's like able to get files. She and does stuff seem like a little that. more capable than Gretchen. A but, little bit, but like they yeah. don't really show it. No. Besides, like that one scene where she gets her file and she's like, she's from, she's a transfer student from this yeah. place and all that stuff, and it's like, well, sure, but like she's not even the one that got the file. I think is the other girl. Like <laughs> like made out with someone or something to get the file. I yeah. I hate that character too. Yeah, it's a bad and, movie. And Gretchen's <laughs> Gretchen's very good. Like everyone knew someone like Gretchen in high school, whether you're friends with her or yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Like she is a she is, like Rachel McAdams might have been too mean to be like. I'm sure there are some high schools where like that girl didn't exist. At least there was a caricature of a girl that existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were girl there were there were bimbo esque girls that existed like Amanda Seyfried that mm-hmm. existed, but they weren't that dumb. There were people that were exactly like yes. Gretchen Wieners. Yeah, yeah. Like, were she people. was captured very well for that well, type of yeah. Person. And I mean that's why she, I guess the 
big pullout quotes that still get memed or stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah. That's why uh, hair is so big. It's full of secrets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's um, so many lines my, from uh, this. Father, the inventor of the toaster strudel. Inventor of the toaster strudel. Would be oh. happy to hear about this. Whatever that quote is. Um, I'm sorry. I'm such a good friend, or whatever. Uh, I can't help that I'm popular. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. She's like crying, too. saying I'm yeah. such a good. I use that one all the time. <laughs> yeah. When I do something that's not helpful at all. The number so of lines because I'm such a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> so before we dive into that, um. This is one of the more quotable movies that we've oh, covered yeah. on this. Yeah. And especially among our generation is one that is constantly quoted. It's 18 years old now, but all the stuff that we've mentioned, you still see in some meme format using that line. We didn't even mention get in losers. We're going shopping. Yeah. Um, I, I, specifically for millennials. Which, I was which, say, it's which like table if you pull would you sit up at a friend. in the cafeteria? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. My absolute favorite quote from this movie is one that I use very often that when someone can't do something, I constantly, every single time, you can expect me to say, boo, you whore. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yes. And then the, like, on October 30, ask me what day it is. It's October 3rd. I That's, watch Mean Girls every October yes, 3rd. Yes, yeah. it's Mean Girls Day. We years. wear pink on Wednesdays. Like yeah. I, it is, it is a con- tradition that I have not broken. I watch it yep. every October 3rd, the last yep. 18 years. Yeah, yeah, it's like every line. It's like oh, just about every line. <laughs> Must get in, like, or must hurt family obligations for you, too, to be able to watch it on October 3rd. I know, yeah. It's our dad's birthday. Yeah, so. But we all wear pink on Wednesday. Yeah. On yeah. Is that why you're wearing pink right now? Uh, for the podcast? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Because <laughs> this was intentional. Oh, uh, yeah. Three, three of us are wearing pink. So. I was going to wear a pink hat, and I... Pink. Wore... <laughs> that counts. I, um... I have a pink hat that I meant to wear, and I didn't. So. <laughs> you got the shirt. It's good. Yeah. We're all wearing pink in some yes. way. <laughs> um, yeah, man, this is just a, a cultural moment of a movie. It's it's sort of hard to find an angle to get into, but we haven't really talked too much about the actual goings-on of the plot yet, mm-hmm. um, which is we start with the homeschooled kids are strange. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I I've met think- a single homeschool kid that was like socially aware i think they've all been a little off there was one, right there was one, it's not their fault yeah. yeah no it's not their fault they the kids need socialization you can't yeah. homeschool a kid for that long mm-hmm. there was one kid i went to college with that was homeschooled that i was like actually i never i don't think i ever told him this but i was like actually shocked how socially like like good he was but even him like he was very socially like good looking kid like there's always something a little homeschooly about him. <laughs> like and i'm sure he'd tell just you that just had too. that like, like faint waft of yeah, homeschool <laughs> Yeah, but I also think it was I when she points out how weird school is for mm. her, and it's kind of a nice dichotomy to see that when she's like, "I've never had adults just not trust me," mm. and when she's like, "I had to ask to go to the bathroom," and like the guys like sit down. It's like, mm. Yeah, especially because like when you're in college, like you don't have to ask. No, like you can just get up it's and go. Such like a thing to like you don't think about it when you're in schools and you don't think about it when you're like going through it. But yeah, it is mm. weird, but yeah. I vividly remember the first time in college, like I can just go to the bathroom. Like I can just get up. <laughs> like they're not going like, to, go. no one's going to police you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're paying to be there. Yeah. You yeah. want to leave, go for it. If you want to fail, it's on you. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah. The lack of trust from adults and you mm-hmm. know, the German lady yelling at her and everything. And yeah. It's, it's a good montage. It does really, 
Man, yeah, it's really insightful in ways that Mean Girls 2 is not. Uh, and I don't really want to talk about that anymore. So, uh, yeah, I'll just say, man, yeah, this it's that's what it feels like for sure. And they get the, the peer pressure stuff down mm-hmm. and yeah, the, the politics she's... of who you hang out with, who yeah. you sit with in the cafeteria. The part where she starts to kind of like legitimately like fail a class to get the boy's attention. Yeah, I hate that part. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's accurate though. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's, um, it's like, so easy to dumb yourself down to try to get someone's attention or it's the same the same vein of like trying to like fake an interest of like uh, whoever mm-hmm. you like to see like to get them to like like you. I mean we've all seen yeah. people do that where you kind yeah. of change your interest to match the persons that people that you're with or the way that you're acting and right. it's kind of this weird thing that you kind of hopefully grow out of at mm-hmm. a certain point of just kind of like okay they're going to like me for me. And it doesn't mean that I have to have the exact same interests as them. We're going to be okay. Yeah. I like that she does eventually tell him that he's bad at math. Yeah. 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 I'm not bad at math. You're bad at math. I'm good at math. Oh, quotes wise. Sorry. I just, I literally say often the limit does not exist. (laughs) And like that, like escalating, the limit does not exist. I made, I made that a trivia question in my work. I was literally like, what is the answer to this limit? And like three people immediately in all caps just wrote the limit does not (laughs) exist. That's so good. Um, and yeah, this beyond just the quotability and the stuff going on there, it's yeah, like we were saying, it's so insightful to how it actually goes. Mm -hmm. Um, like a lot of teen movies, it's got a good mall scene or two in it. Yep. Yep. Like that Tina Fey's, what, what is the place she works at? It's like uh, the, it's Johnny like the calamities or something. Like yeah, Chachki's <laughs> no, is the one from Office Space. Chachki's one from Office Space. It's like yeah. PJ Calamities. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. I it's something. Calamities. Yeah, it's a bar. Yeah, it's like the Bennigans. Yeah, right. it's just yeah. like oh, they got the. She basically has flair. Like, they, she yeah. got all the flair. Yeah, <laughs> she does have flair. Um, yeah, the yeah. mall scene shows like like it's one of like the first instances of like showing how like evil Regina is by like making that girl's mom think Plan. that she's pregnant. Like so simple, but so heinous. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. which is so much again to bring it back to Mean Girls too. That one, it's like, oh, I'm going to call her mom and say, like, her Planned Parenthood results are in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that is simple. Like, you just said, simple and evil. Like, me girls, too, it's like, we're going to put sugar in her dad's race car and, and just, someone's going to die. Yeah. And just completely, <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my God. The ruthlessness of the evil stuff in, in Mean Girls, too, just doesn't have, like any substance no. to it like compared to no, the just to escalate. Yeah. They, they they go back and forth twice and then immediately she's like well so you won't go to school soon because you'll be homeless <laughs> after your dad leaves his job and then there's no more you and it's like that is it's crazy like, she, awful she finds the evidence that the girls clearly like sabotage the car and I was like just screaming to her like the like the Anakin uh, Padme meme where it's like yeah. she went to the police and she got arrested right like she went to the police yeah. and she got arrested. Like, right? no, you you got to internalize that shit, man. Just... Oh my god! No, she just goes to a coffee shop and calls her a bitch instead. Yep. <laughs> Jeez. It is. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, girls too just keeps poking through into our fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we are correct in that the things that happen in kind of that are bad have this grain of like that could. That's feasible. Right. That there is definitely, it's definitely over the top. It's definitely the worst that someone could do, but it's still 
feasible that this could be happening. Right. And the way that they kind of talk about like the other girls and things like that, they're like, that's the ugliest skirt I've ever seen yeah. in my entire life. And like that, and like the call back to her knowing yeah. that that yeah. was said and the complete about her. like deadpan yeah. face that yeah. um, Rachel McAdams does it with. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. it's so kind of like, you feel it because you're like, oh God, I've like interacted with people that kind of, I've seen exactly, that. yeah, experienced that. Absolutely. I also really like when um, Tina Fey in the in the mall scene again is trying to get uh, Katie to join the athletes, and like Damien's like standing off to the side. Like another another quick tangent, like the difference between those movies, like Marine Girls Two stinks. Everything's just plot, 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 exposition, plot, plot, plot. We're getting plot and Mean Girls one, and Damien's in the background, just like, just like, like just <laughs> playing with products, and like you know, like Lizzie Kaplan just looking at him, like, put that down, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like that yeah. is foot cream, like, and yeah, everything, exactly. everything that is mentioned or like in the background is brought back in some way, yeah. like it, there's a payoff for almost everything compared to Mean Girls too, where they just kind of have things and yeah. then they're never brought up again. Yeah, and then so like, they, like, like she's like join the math team, and then Damien just like. That's suicide. Like, that's yeah. like you, you will die. Which is like the we've acting all been in, high in that school. part. Like, yeah, I was on the math team. Like, I wasn't bragging about that. I was on the math yeah. team to like pop. Yeah, I people. did model UN. Yeah, <laughs> I feel and like it was, it was the history version. Yeah, of exactly. Math team. I would have. We didn't have model UN. I would have loved that. You would have um, been great at that. I would have been great at that. Um, wouldn't known all the flags. Um, yeah, it would have been so good. But, I was Mauritania. <laughs> Ooh, good flag. Um, but the uh, the acting on Damien in that part, like you can tell, he's just like shaking, shaking. like that one like <laughs> meme with the guy with like the vein. He's just shaking until he can say that line. It's yeah, so well. he had so many good lines. Oh, I love Damien. And yeah. then my my other part of that is like they come back and like she ends up joining the athletes and she mm. does the whole thing and then they win and Kevin, the captain of the math team. It's like another person that everyone had in school. It was like that kid that's just like, yes, this is who I am. I'm a giant nerd. Yeah. And I'm yep. so happy about it. Yeah. He's like, we're going to wear our card. shirts and like kill yeah. it. Yeah. Like, he would never get bullied because like you couldn't. What are you going to say to that kid? Yeah. Oh, you're a giant nerd. Cool. I know that. I'll yeah. enjoy yeah. having a better job than you. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. in my head, it was like, it was very similar to like robotics club in my mm-hmm. school of like, they knew they were doing nerdy shit and right. they loved it. Yeah. Did yeah. not exactly. care. Yeah. It's, a, it's figure, an eight mile situation. Yeah, once you figure out your self actualization, they can't touch you. Yeah. 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 I yeah. just took his pants off and walked down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just back to Damien for a second. The mm-hmm. leg, she doesn't even go here is another oh, yeah, line that gets said all one. the time. Yep. Yes, that's. I get that one. That one happens at school all the time. Like kids <laughs> say that one. Yeah. Just like, she doesn't even go here. I love <laughs> that the youth still quote this movie. Oh. Danny DeVito, I love get your work. <laughs> that, one's, that one's an underrated one. I feel like nice no one says that one was made out of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, that character's great. He's just in the background. You can picture a version of this where he's like the Yago, just like monologuing yes. what's just happening. <laughs> yep. um, oh, him and um, just to have like a side tangent, we might actually talk about this more. Um, I haven't seen the actual musical yet, but I've listened to the soundtrack from Mean Girls, the musical, mm-hmm. and Damien's um, mono- like uh, monologues and stuff in that uh, musical is so good. Like, especially like the the song where it's the scene where they're introducing like the cafeteria and stuff. It's they're very self-aware that it's a musical almost because there's a line where um, he's singing to introduce and I believe um, the um, the person that does Janice like is making fun of him and he's like, ha, I'm singing. Ha ha ha. Let me continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the Damien character is so, so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's great. It's just so. Uh, 
Yeah. I wish there were more times in my life I could scream that. Oh, pink shirt back. Oh, more pink shirts. All the weird little asides and such that he has. <laughs> um, and just very indicative, I guess, of the sort of non sequitur humor that Tina Fey would arguably perfect in a couple years when 30 Rock starts. Yeah, for sure. At least by season two. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, man, just a cool movie. All the performances are really freaking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was going to say, there's not a single weak performance in that no. movie. No, we haven't even really talked about Tim Meadows. And yep. as I did the only- not leave the South Side for this. <laughs> yeah, there's another one. So good. <laughs> uh, yeah, and his just sort of resignation after asking like one person to ask a question and then just going, I can't do this. I will keep you here all night if I have to. We can only keep them till four. I will keep you till four. <laughs> Oh, man, yeah. No, not a bad performance. Hard not to just devolve into, then this ha- then this <laughs> quote is a good one, yeah. too. So she's she joins up with the plastics as a sort of uh, sleeper agent, I guess, mm-hmm, yeah. to relay embarrassing stuff back to Janice and Damien. And they do a really good job of it being a slow progression of yeah, her. Of her and also talking about how she's self-aware of it. That part where she's like, I could hear myself talking about mm. Regina and not being able to stop that almost that like yeah. I could I, feel I, myself annoying others right. and not yes. be able to stop. I've definitely had that moment where it's like, I know I'm being annoying, but I can't stop talking yep. about this thing. It's <laughs> never happened to me once. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfect in all social situations. <laughs> yep. And yeah, that just really captures that feeling of, yeah, mm-hmm. she was, yeah, you already told me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy how 18 years later, this movie is still so relatable Yes, and it, the only there's some language that hasn't aged well um but besides that i think everything else has aged very very well well that's you know there's a reason there's a couple 30 rock episodes that you can't find anywhere anymore (laughs) Um, that's the that the tina fey of it all they're her even though she is sort of like the conciliatory role herself in the movie um she's also has a lot of edge to what she writes Mm -hmm. usually and that edge is certainly exists in this movie too. And I think it's better for it, but it is a double edged sword where there's a couple things where you're like, ugh, that was yeah. really mean. That was tough. <laughs> 20 years ago or 20 years in hindsight, it's not that great. Yeah. Yeah. Real mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like the thing that I had kind of the, like the most like, ugh, about was like all the stuff with Janice of like why she was kind of being bullied and kind of had been like, yeah. the peti- like the mention of just like the throwaway, like there was a petition in eighth grade, mm-hmm. like about, I was like, Oh my God, yeah. that's, that's mean. Jeez. Um, but yep. still realistic. Cause that yeah. stuff, especially like back then, like that kind of stuff was oh. prevalent for bullying. Yeah. Um, like, like being excluded. Cause like, um, she thought that she could be a lesbian. Like it was, it was, I mean, it's, it's realistic, but yeah, yeah. um, the, the R word being slung mm-hmm. only like twice. I think, I think they, uh, she only says it twice, but, um, but yeah, other than that though, everything I think is pretty, I mean, even saying the R word back then was it, realistic for the movie, but definitely just didn't age well. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. And it's just such, um, I think a sort of timeless, maybe not even timeless, but the experience of being like a teen and having to worry about all these social pressures is, Mm -hmm. I don't think that goes away ever. So, Mm -hmm. and that's what the movie really captures. Well, the scene where she's comparing everyone at the mall to like the watering hole and stuff. It's like, yeah, 
That's it's about right. <laughs> Every time I watch that movie, I think I just the one I specifically think about is the like if this was the animal world, like I would I know what I'd do, and it's like her like tackling mm-hmm. um Rachel McAdams and Aaron the guy who plays Aaron Samuels like getting on all fours yeah. and like yeah. screaming like an animal. <laughs> I'm just like that scene. Because there's going to be no background noise for that scene, you know. They they're layering in animal sound, so it's like that's definitely just a scene that you do, and then immediately afterwards, everyone awkward laughs because they had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can yep. always just think of how awkward that like day of filming must have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you got to find actors that just have yeah, no. I know, that's no like, I've never no been an actor, sense. so I yeah. I inherently think of that as embarrassing. Whereas actors, but they're still kids. Like I don't know how much acting they a lot of them have been doing. I don't know how much acting the Aaron Samuels kid has done up until that point. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the most experience was probably Lindsay Lohan because she yeah. had done so much as a child. Yeah, but... and Lacey Chabert because she had at least been on TV. Yep. Yeah, I don't yes. know how much true, movies true. she had done. Yeah. Um, Tina Fey had been on thirty on uh, yeah. SNL since the nineties. <laughs> Anna Gastar actually a very veteran. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to say I I would love this movie was rewritten um because it was supposed to be a rated R movie and I'm just dying to see the rated R version of it because uh, they I think they wanted it to be a little wow. more accessible to to teens because it was a a high school movie. Made way less money. Exactly. That's why they they rewrote part of uh, like lots of the scripts because there was a lot more mature language and um and a lot of more mature scenes because one of the big sense. ones um was when I forgot his name but he, when he goes up to um to Katie and says do you want your muffin buttered that was actually supposed to be do you want your cherry popped that's why the mouth doesn't like um doesn't line up with it and why they tried to cut it so you can't really notice um that's Carlos from Magic School Bus by the way. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> if anybody's like that guy's I don't voice think sounds I knew familiar. That. <laughs> yep, imagine him saying that. Yep. Oh, oh my Carlos. god! Do you want someone Carlos. to pop your cherry? Um, and the other really big scene that was changed slash cut out was at the Halloween. Was it the Halloween party? I think um, where Gretchen is with him in the bathroom and they're just kind of kissing. That was supposed to be a blowjob scene <laughs> that got changed to PPG thirteen. Um, so I would just, I would love to see a rated R Mean Girls. Like, I wish they had kept that and just kind of released it later, kind of like a Snyder cut. <laughs> <laughs> the Tina face. The yeah, Tina face the Tina Fey cut. <laughs> it's, it's in four by three format. Yeah. Black and white. <laughs> There's weirdly an epilogue with the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> this entire thing, just, it ends up, it was just like an origin story. And God. Joker is played by Will Forte. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> I w- I'm just saying I'd watch that movie. Okay. <laughs> you love Will Forte way too much. I would. I, I would. I was about to say I'll watch anything with Will Forte in it, but I stopped watching Last Man on Earth, so that's not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I I got through the first season of that. I yep. did not pick it back up. Yep, that's but, exactly. Uh, right. I think people who stuck with it said they liked it. I guess. <laughs> Um, so there's a whole genre of song that is sort of making a resurgence now that that is, uh, I guess this is sort of on the tail end of movies that end in prom scenes where there's a uh, a female-fronted rock band playing a song. But the genre, that genre of song is one of my favorite genres. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of like female-fronted rock bands that play songs that sound like they could be played in the prom scene at the end of a teen comedy. Yep. And uh, yeah. Just like Six Pence on the Richards' six entire Pence, career. Yes. Yep. Yep. Letters to Cleo. Letters to Cleo, yep, yep. And, and now there, there's like a whole resurgence of that type of uh, music right huh. now. 
Beach Bunny. Yep. Love I'm that just, name. I'm just thinking of the Letters to Cleo song where they do like the the here and now, but like it's a, it's a prom like slow dance, but then they have to speed up for the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the side. So good. I can only ever picture Adam Scott mouthing yeah. the lyrics to that from the side stage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Amy Poehler, right? Um, yep. Who is great in this movie too? And she's yeah. only much like, to do. But... She's only in three scenes, and she killed it. Yep. <laughs> she didn't have many scenes, but she killed all the ones that she was in. Uh, she doesn't even have lines in the part that's probably the most like gifts of her watching their uh, Christmas performance, oh, yeah. and she's like with the camera doing yeah. those. <laughs> um, I love the like in the drinking scene. Like I've had so many. Like I think I've had at least like two to three parents in my life when I was in like high school or college age. Of like the if you're gonna drink, I'd rather you do it here. <laughs> like, no, she's yeah. like she's a pretty good mom. Like yep. besides the younger daughter watching Girls Gone Wild in the background. <laughs> I remember going to a house party as a 21 year old for someone who was turning 20, and the mom like taking my keys as I walked in. I'm like, well. <laughs> She's like, I know everyone's going to drink, and that's okay. I'm like sitting there like, I'm 21. I bought my own alcohol. It's <laughs> yeah. a house yeah. party in Somerset, Massachusetts at 12, like after noontime. Like, we're not going to get blasted and drive home. <laughs> well. <laughs> but she wanted you to be safe. Right? I know. Yeah. I, that's where we're getting at. Yeah. Like, it's, it's yeah. Like, yeah, I had friends that were just like, all right, give me your keys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Where she goes into the room while Regina and her boyfriend are making out, and she's like, "Do you want snacks? A condom? <laughs> All right, have fun." <laughs> Man, yeah. And then the turn after the party, where then she's like, you know, persona non grata for a while, yeah. and yeah. And then uh, Regina George gets hit by a bus. <laughs> and yeah. I, and every time I watch this movie, I forget. Like, I don't think Rachel McAdams has any lines after that. And she does the weird um, wave, but I don't think she says she has she says a couple things. I think does she? What? She's um, there and she waves. She says, "Well, she like, says thank you when she waves at least." Okay, um, okay. but <laughs> no, but yeah, I think you're right. I think after that, she doesn't say much. I think everything else is she joins the lacrosse team. Was it? Yep, to get um, out of her aggression. Yeah. And yeah, and I don't think yeah. she says anything during that. She does like a head nod at the final scene. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I She's basically removed. It. And when that bus happened, the bus feels like the end of the movie. It's really the beginning of act three like i remember yep. pausing that the last time because i was curious how much was left and there's like 30 minutes left there's a lot left point. there's still there's still there's a lot to wrap up to me and maybe it's just me at me at that point when she gets hit by that bus in my head i'm like all right end game now well, it's like you still get the math competition you still have yeah, homecoming yeah. you still i mean because that's playing. for my money the best performance in the movie and and the villain of the movie and she's not in the rest of the movie yep. at <laughs> that point and um, I, I feel like that, I mean, obviously not getting hit by a bus, but that is sort of a realistic way that these kinds of things may happen mm-hmm. among teens where there's not a climactic football game to decide everything that someone gets arrested at the end of. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just like, people are just like, whatever. They start doing other things. Yeah. Yep. Everyone like, okay, whatever. I'm going to hang out with these people now. Yeah. I, I also, you just move on. <laughs> I love the equilibrium, but also like, like they're like, oh, and like, you know, like and everybody like because especially in small schools, you get to a point where it's like, yeah, everyone's just kind of fine with each other. Like, yeah, there's yeah, bullying going on. Yeah, there's, there's float. social floating. And and um, but there are still clicks coming up for middle school because that's always how it was. Like, I remember I had a much worse time freshman and sophomore year getting picked on by people than by the time I was a senior. Everyone's just like. That's yeah. Like those, like, I'm just not even gonna talk to you because it's not worth it. Like the bully people, mm-hmm. like and like, yeah. or they were tar- just targeting sophomores, so I didn't care anymore. Or they graduated, right? Like, yeah. 
I also yeah. want to say how well it's foreshadowed that she gets hit by a bus. Yeah, at the beginning. Because again, like nothing, everything is on purpose in this movie. Like at the very beginning, Katie almost gets hit by a bus yeah. and then that gets brought back and Regina gets hit by a bus. Like nothing, everything yeah. has a purpose in this movie and I love it. Those buses are flying through that. <laughs> yeah, they are. That, those are not going 15 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, the fake out at the end where the, the new plastics get yeah. hit by the bus. Those girls get destroyed yeah. by that bus. It's yeah. a final destination shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, a cool movie. And yeah, anything else you want to say about Mean Girls 1? One? One? No. Um, I, I just, it's one, I, it's one of my favorite movies. I can't say it's my favorite, but it's definitely like my favorite comfort movie. Like if I'm feeling horrible, I'm putting either Mean Girls, House Bunny, or Easy A on. That's my trifecta. Nice. <laughs> if I had, I know we're not rating this movie because it's not what the episode's about, but if I had to rate this movie, I'd give it five Glenn Cocos out of five. <laughs> go Glenn Coco. You go Glenn Coco. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to ratings. I, I, I have something else I want. So the, I mean, we didn't really talk about the spring fling scene where she's breaking up the tiara. I thought that's, that was a I really good scene. The, the, yeah. It's not really supposed to be a speech. <laughs> <laughs> it just yeah. keeps trying to interrupt it and end it. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, another... Uh, ooh, oh, I haven't said iconic yet. That's like another iconic moment in mm. this... Movie and then obviously yeah that's it's all really good I mean oh I did prom want to bring slash up spring fling scenes are yep. endemic to this genre of movie and I feel like this is one of the better ones I did want to bring up since we we're talking about spring fling uh and that speech she Katie says I believe her name is Martha she's like I bet that hair took like two hours no, it did not no exactly <laughs> the actress came out like eighteen years later saying that actually only took like fifteen minutes yeah <laughs> it's just, just kind of like tied back it. right yeah it's like she probably had like some product in it or stuff but it's just like a pretty simple hair uh, yeah. hairstyle and just 18 later 18 years later the actress is like no well, it was only took like 15 Very minutes <laughs> oh i thought that when watching it yesterday exactly, i was yeah. just like oh yeah i remembered that no <laughs> um but I, I mean a cool scene i like that they pay off yeah. Jan janice and damien you know try yeah. like like and then they immediately like, like gross yeah. no yeah. no no yeah, they pay off almost everything. Almost everything is redeemed in some way. Like they they do such a good job of wrapping everything up in a realistic way. Mm -hmm. Um, because again, high school drama doesn't matter. So mm -hmm. like by the time they were seniors, it was fine. Like yeah. that's and that's realistic. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah pretty much. I definitely <laughs> appreciate how it how it ended. And yeah, I this movie's a masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, so Sam would give it five Glenn Cocos out of five. What would, what would you guys give it? I got to think of a scale. I know. I got to um, think of a scale as well. Glenn Coco's so good. We know they're fives. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It's 100% a five. <laughs> it's a five. I just got to think, think of a scale. scale. Um, Ooh, I think I got one. Um, so I'm going to break the scale. I'm going to give it a six Taco Bells out of five. <laughs> nice. That is going to be difficult to collate on Letterboxd. I never know what's going to happen on the board. You want to go out? You want to get Taco Bell? I can't eat Taco Bell. I'm on an all-card diet. God, Karen, you're so stupid. <laughs> you're not stupid, Karen. No, I am. I'm failing almost everything. Yeah. Uh, five. I'm a mouse. Duh. <laughs> out of five. Oh, it's so good. Well, it's going to be five for yeah. me. I was kicking around like doing burn books or... There's so many things it could be. I was trying Sorry, to like rattle them out. <laughs> um, I was like the the Valentine's Day like mm. flat roses or yeah, that's where your mind's at. I'm like, it's like five fugly sluts out of five. <laughs> yeah. 
I also try to think if should it have been five for you, Glencoe? Like five yeah. for you, mean girls. You go, mean girl. <laughs> five for you, Glencoe. Good for you, you Glencoe. <laughs> you go, Glencoe. Yeah, I love that. Like, there's so many things that are just like Damien, but it's never really like. Yeah. It's never really addressed that like Damien is just around doing all like the school. Yeah, like, he's part of like every club. Yeah. <laughs> he's counting all the ballots. And yep. right. he's yeah. rigging the ballots like. <laughs> Um, and none for uh, and none, and for, none for me girls too bye <laughs> yeah and none oh that's so good uh, five uh, yeah five inventors of toaster strudel out of five uh, there you go very good perfect very good. <laughs> we nailed it um, I'll give you a woman to plot some of mean girls too there's the mean girls too now that we're once we cut everything out we'll be approaching an hour now so we'll we'll get a little bit of time in here on being girls too because I got a lot to say <laughs> Which we will shrink down. <laughs> we, we, we don't have to hop at this. Um, mean Girls 2 is a movie? <laughs> Barely. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Are you going to set a timer or something? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You, you don't have to. I'm just asking if that's what you were doing because uh, I would wait. No, not directly, but now I got one. So oh, Okay, whatever. Stop the clock. All right, Mean Girls 2, we meet up with a girl who is already confident and cool and able to make friends. <laughs> She's new in town, but not new to schools. She's been to other schools before. She is referred to as a badass biker chick, and she drives a Vespa. Um, so she gets to school. There's a girl who's like seemingly not that cool who turns out to be like Bill Gates rich. Um and so she tries to befriend her and she doesn't work. And then her father pays her to befriend her. And she's like, I was going to anyway. Um, there's girls in the school called plastics. There's clicks that she refers to as cars because her dad is a NASCAR driver. <laughs> anyway, she never joins up with the mean girls, but, but forms an anti-plastics group that is also mean. <laughs> and eventually it's revealed that there's there's an expose written by a unfaithful friend who is also who uses quote unquote journalism equipment to prepare someone else's college application whatever that comes to a head the two factions meet up and have a powder puff football game which is full contact they quickly abandon the rules um the main girl gets is is under threat of expulsion or actually does get expelled because she's framed for a felony um <laughs> It turns out the other girl committed it. In about minute five of the movie, there's obvious foreshadowing that their across-the-street neighbor has cameras pointed directly at their house, <laughs> and the villain of the movie commits many crimes directly in front of those cameras, and the whole time you're just going, hey, who's going to check the cameras? <laughs> and it takes about an hour and a half for anyone to check the cameras. And then that girl gets arrested because of a tramp stamp butterfly tattoo, and... Um, it ends basically like promising young woman with all the, oh my gosh. With, with all the bad characters getting arrested with a one or two important dis, dis differences. Yeah, well, no one's murdered. Yeah, two minutes. Okay. I figured that was actually better than it's us fine. grinding over most of the plot. We're doing a good job. Yeah. And then so they're juniors and then in the epilogue, they're like, and senior year was fine and now we're going to college. Yeah. <laughs> Just very this, funny. This I, movie was a mess. I want the one thing I want to bring up. She's still she's going to North Shore High, which is the same school. Because Tim Meadows is still exactly Tim, Tim Meadows, Meadows is still is the president. He couldn't be anywhere However, else. Mean Girls is in <laughs> Illinois. Mean Girls Two is in Ohio. So they 
Already <laughs> fucked that up. Yep. Uh, no different check- state, no same checking school. continuity. The- nope. <laughs> So we've mentioned it a few times, but the girl wants to go to Carnegie Mellon University and says that name in full at least eight times. Yep. Yes. It's shown on screen a bunch of times. It's also a clearly better school than Ohio State because they yeah. dunk on Ohio State for a second and talk about how much better Carnegie Again, Mellon why, University is. Why do they hate Ohio State? <laughs> The like, Ohio State. I know. The it was like one of, was the one of the writers rejected from Ohio State. <laughs> uh, watching this movie, it felt very Disney Channel to me, which makes sense as come to find out. It aired on ABC Family, mm-hmm. and it has a lot of people who were in Disney Channel movies and TV shows, and uh, the main character was also in Until Dawn. Yep. <laughs> but the style, both in the way that it's filmed and people's actual style in the movie, feels very Disney, Disney Channel to me. Their acting performances are too, and it's just it's just not the same level at all, and it's not really worth uh, talking about. But there are some choice line readings. The girl's pants are super glued to a, a Vespa <laughs> when she comes in to park, and just gives an excellent line reading. I'm sure you can find it online, where she goes, "Hey, Abby." <laughs> and she's falling. It's it's the craziest oh, so fucking bad. thing I've ever seen, and. Um, there's a point where there was obviously placeholder ch- text on a on a letter of acceptance from Carnegie Mellon University that this girl gets that was never supposed to be zoomed in on, but they do zoom in on it, and it's broken English, and it's misspelled, and it's missing punctuation. Yeah, I'm looking at it right so now. So bad. They spelled congratulations wrong multiple times, and then it just says, I would like to congratulate you on your, you are now challenged with making the very important decision of selecting which college or university you are going to the attend. Is very but funny. they've already like... <laughs> If, nice. if you see the end where they caution that it may be bad for their health to go yes. to college, which <laughs> is how no all, which is how all college acceptance letters end. Is was the budget for this movie ten dollars? I could yeah. <laughs> I think you they find thought... your couch just like scrounging <laughs> the up. Best... Don't make a move. I just have to. We at Carnegie Mellon recognize the importance of your decision and the uh, whatever commitment I think to learn and develop by means of association with an outstanding center of learning. As awesome as it may sound, this decision may very well have an impact on the quality of your life. Which <laughs> yeah, isn't all the, the student which debt. Isn't the tone of acceptance letters? <laughs> it's <typically>. not. <laughs> I do. Right, like, I guess it's yeah. true. Student debt. Do you like- you don't live near here, and it's a very expensive school. You yep. sure you want to come? <laughs> I it, like it. It was so funny to me that they were just like they were like oh like the dad was like oh, I can't swing it anymore because bad yeah, yeah. like the I lost NASCAR my money. money all dried <laughs> the NASCAR up. money all dried NASCAR up. Money? And then um, the bad investments. Why yeah. are you investing your call or your daughter's college tuition? <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it spent like, it all on the ponies, darling. Sorry, <laughs> it's like. Like she, if she wanted to go to, like I know it's a hot topic now, but like if she wanted to go to school, she could have gotten loans. Like I know it would have put her in a crippling debt because the system sucks. But like um, she just wanted to go to school for like engineering, architecture, architecture. Architecture. She wanted to be an architect. Yeah, and there's schools for that. Yeah, there's a lot. Of but them. she wanted to go to her mom's alma mater. Yeah. It was well, too important. You gotta to suck her. it up and be oh, like, exactly. I don't want to put my dad person. in crippling exactly. debt or myself. And like, also like. Go there for grad school. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's also not yeah. like, it's not like, 
it's not like Carnegie Mellon has like this like prestigious friggin' like let's find out. Like yeah. keep going. Yeah, but like they're like they're like, oh like their football team's so good. Like you know, like what is No, literally like, it's just because of her mom. Yeah, I don't think they're I don't like, think it was mentioned at all that they had like a good architecture program or anything. Because like, even the scholarships that she was trying to go for were just generic like scholarship money mm-hmm. yeah. that you can apply anywhere. It seems like a complete inverse of the trope of like, I got to go to dad's school because dad is, you know, dad wants me to go to Princeton. I got to go to Princeton. Yeah. Like, like the dad's like, please don't go to Carnegie Mellon. She's <laughs> like, I'm doing it. Damn it. Yeah. I think her mom had been dead for like 12 years. Like, I think her mom died when she was like really little. I also like, I get granted it's also a high school kid. So like we can throw it out. But like Abby walking into her child bedroom, having not seen her mom anywhere than seeing a picture of like a 30 year old or whatever she was like picture and then no other pictures of her mom as an older woman and then her immediately being like oh yeah because it was oh the your mom must be so picture. fun or something like that just God. like read the room buddy <laughs> it was the mom's like graduation picture oh, so yeah, she was too. probably only like 20 something in that picture yeah. all right so according to niche.com carnegie mellon is the number 12 best college in for architecture in america okay but again, like it's just undergrad. Where's Ohio go, State go on that Go wherever list. you want for undergrad, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. I told a lot of people while working for Bridgewater State that undergrad doesn't matter. Come to our cheap school. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then I went to grad school at Bridgewater. <laughs> what do I know? Go I went Bears. there for grad school, too. Yeah. So, yeah. It all works out. Third generation Bridgewater grad. Go Bears. Uh, no results bears. found for Ohio on Kick this. Bears. Get them Bears. <laughs> I don't think they say that, but I think they should. Bowl them over, Bears. <laughs> this is great vamping. When you leave, just bye bye Bears. Hey, hey, hey. Miami, Ohio has architecture program. Uh, University of Cincinnati has an architecture program. Kent State, He's Bowling Green. Much <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just so many. But are any of them got that just... sweet in-state tuition? They're in-state, but are they? <laughs> the Ohio State University, the number thirty-eight oh, architecture program in America. Ooh. Disgusting. Pretty good, die. I gotta say. <laughs> Pretty good. Thirty-seven rejection letters before I go there. I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're thirty-eight. University of Cincinnati is forty-nine. So two top 50 architecture schools in America. I'm only chilly enough to go to Cincinnati. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We were talking about skyline ass. Dumbass chili. (laughs) Putting it on top of fucking spaghetti. like (laughs) Basically living in the Appalachians. (laughs) The Reds are already bad enough. Don't kick them all the time. (laughs) Best player ever. No one likes. Won't let him into the building anymore. Uh, on that note, uh, any other thoughts on Mean Girls 2? What would you give it? We got to rate it. Uh, can you give a zero? I'm actually asking. Like on Letterboxd. Uh, I, I think you can give a half. A half. The lowest score possible. This movie sucked out loud. Like, I, the fact half that out, I, Half of what? Half. Oh, half. Oh. Uh, half uh and while we're thinking Bree, did you have anything else you wanted to say about it because i know you had I like have so many things okay. <laughs> I just... oh okay yeah <laughs> it's just like a comparison to the like they try so hard to follow the formula of the first movie and they just fail in like every the direction dynamics mm-hmm. are so wrong they're like yeah. well but yeah but 
the the outsider should be super rich, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the I so I can I can even vibe with Abby like being super rich but still being unpopular because money doesn't like buy popularity, but they just do it in such an awful yeah. way. Um I love everybody in the background that just is so willing, like just giant crowds of people just so willing yeah, to laugh at realistic. like somebody shooting, somebody shooting a car, like Porsche with paintballs, like no dude just like stopped and was like, dude, that's really fucked up. That's like a $50,000 car. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, I think I was saying when we were finishing it, it's that um, Mean Girls 2 is unrealistic in like a not entertaining way yeah. like mean girls is way more realistic but st- like even if it's like a caricature for the most part like there are some like the burn book stuff would not happen yeah. um but it's still kind of believable that someone because i've i've definitely had a situation in school where like someone did have like flyers of like um that were just kind of like thrown around that were like of a similar mean vein but like no obviously nowhere near the fact of, uh, of like everyone like starting a fight because like they were they were trying to like um to compare it to like animals fighting mm-hmm. um and that's why they had the scene of katie like trying to close her eyes and open and like seeing that it's still kind of like a whole bunch of animals fighting but like Mean Girls Two just wasn't realistic and it wasn't fun to watch. There was no. like like Sam was saying there was no jokes in it. Everything yeah, fell flat. That movie and was like I forgot this was supposed to be a comedy because yeah. I have yeah. not laughed. There once. was like, the only scenes that I laughed jokes. in was t- uh, Tim Meadows because he's funny. Yeah, like Tim he Meadows had some scenes character. that were funny. Um, but like the girl, the main girl's insufferable. Um, I can kind of believe it because, like, in high school, some girls have, like, the not like other girls attitude, which I definitely was. Like, I was very similar, but she was just so insufferable to watch. She doesn't really get redeemed. Like, she doesn't learn anything, honestly, besides don't be a weird loner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Apparently she yeah. now is going to be a millionaire because of birdhouses. Because <laughs> of yeah, we forgot that she's because she's uh, there's like a nanny cam in a birdhouse that she's <laughs> that no one could have. Yeah, there's no other way to put surveillance equipment anywhere. Yeah, as we saw earlier in the movie, there is, <laughs> and it worked. And it so worked. You don't need to nanny cam it into a birdhouse. Yeah, a bird's just going to want to live there, and you're going to really piss that bird off. <laughs> or you're going to get, or you're going to get to look at that bird real up close That's first. It's going to be a blue jay just screaming at it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It's a bad movie that I didn't like, yep. and it was the third movie I watched last night. <laughs> so I see how they run it as it got old. I was like, well, got a doubleheader of these Mean Girls movies. I, the one time, so like another thing, I'm not a violent person at all. I've been in zero fights in my life. I was like, I was ha- halfway through that movie. I'm like, eventually you just got to start throwing hands with this girl. <laughs> yeah. Like eventually you just got to yeah. throw, so throw a punch or some, or get the police I think involved. There, or there's very early in the movie that it crosses such a line that they're actually going to her house to like sabotage her things, yep. <laughs> which escalates into yeah. the engine thing, but and, of, and planting evidence of a felony in their yeah. house. But I, one of the only scenes I yeah. actually enjoyed that I can say that I enjoyed was when you find out that the love interest and the me the main bad like the 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 um Rachel McAdams character of this mm-hmm. movie um are step step siblings and that's like the reveal like oh like she he's not dating her like he's just related to her and he's not complicit necessarily yeah and then she finds that out it's like oh and then in her head she's like oh so he didn't even do that like on purpose and then and it's like 
So that means that like her boyfriend did it, and then immediately like they're just throwing hands and then cut to the cafeteria. Yeah. And I'm like, at least someone is doing something about that. Yeah, yeah. She like has a realization and turns around, and the two people are, <laughs> are physically fighting. fighting yes, yeah. with a great cut. Yeah. Uh, and um, the 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 boyfriend, the shitty boyfriend. Uh, he has a one-two punch line of what are you going to do hit your best friend <laughs> after treating that kid like complete shit and then hitting him with an all-time high school classic I'm not scared of you <laughs> oh I did want to bring up um, so in the beginning of the movie the main mean girl has a chihuahua uh, throws the chihuahua away in the garbage, in the and, garbage and, off with it. And, and then, then you never see the chihuahua again. Check off chihuahua, never like, paid never off. seen again. Never paid. Oh, yeah, you're Absurd. totally right. She throws the chihuahua in the trash. Yeah, with the purse. Someone else is like, I'll take it. And yeah. then you never see the, the chihuahua. The journalist girl, and then you never see it again. Absurd. Like, there's mean girls, but she threw away a dog <laughs> that she brought to school. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, my God. The Yeah, the characters never get redeemed. She just goes to jail. And yeah. does well, or they, not go they to jail, avoid yeah. jail? They time. avoid jail, but she gets arrested. Uh, she doesn't learn anything. She just stops being popular because she lost her status or whatever. Right, yeah, it's it's a lot more vindictive. The yeah, the denouement. Um, chastity just stops stops making out with people. Like I guess it's yes. like her only thing. But there's nothing in the movie to like make her stop doing that. The germaphobe is still a germaphobe because she gets... named her chastity on purpose. Yes, because yeah. they because they make a joke out of it, yeah. and it's like you can't make a joke out of it. You did that. Yeah, yeah. You're not allowed. Yeah, there's there's yeah, no. So the germaphobe like tries a bubbler, but then gets sneezed on. Yeah, then she gets like mono or something. I think I guess, like she gets really sick. She gets swine flu. Swine flu. That's it. Remember when she walked into Abby's house to pay the guy for sabotaging the pizzas? Yeah, so, just so she could get seen. So why does she just have Epicac? Why did why did she have Epicac? Why did she just pay that guy outside? Yeah, no, <laughs> it's a stupid movie. Because otherwise, she, would, she wouldn't have gotten line of sight. There's like, nothing makes sense in the movie. There was almost no payoff. Also, for like the pizza guy should get arrested. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's you that, can't do that. that. That's an like, actual cool, crime. You can't yeah. like that's, he poisoned people. Yeah, yeah, you can't even in a, a situation where like let's say like someone is like taking your lunch and you put like something in it so they stop stealing it. You can still get arrested for that. <laughs> Even if it's your own food that they shouldn't have been eating, you you have yeah. poisoned that food, quote right, unquote. Right, exactly. Like well, that is still a crime. The moral of the story is like ten people should have gotten arrested instead of two. <laughs> yes. And I also don't understand like I, I know Not she... even the worst per like the worst person got arrested and then like the fifth worst person was the second one arrested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because yeah. he, uh, uh, the because he actually, actually put the, the thing yeah. in the thing. Yeah, yeah, true. Oh my god. Yeah, well, it's not a good movie, and I didn't like it. No, yep. there was nothing redeeming about this movie. Yeah. I I cannot say a good thing about it. Point point five butterfly t back tattoos out of <laughs> five. There it is. As low as you can go. If you can do zero, I'll take zero. If you only can do one, I'll take one. Yeah. One of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. No, it's horrible. The decision to build to a climactic football game when no one has exhibited any interest or ability in sports yep. is one of the more bizarre screenwriting choices. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been like go-karting. Like that may, might have made more sense. And, like and she's amount, a racer. The amount of people they just add. There was a point where they were like, and then they got friends. And then we got friends. There were just extras that were there with no backstory whatsoever. No. And there was at least like three people no, that they like, then, kind they, of yeah. gave them a backstory a little 
little bit. And then it just ends. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. They were the introduced three people. Them earlier. It was like, yeah. we all had sex last year and we wish we had yeah. it. Yeah. So we're friends now. Yeah. It, the characters are so one-dimensional. So yep. I, I mostly hung on, but I did start hitting the 10 seconds forward button. Yep. When it gets to the inevitable, oh, the girl finds out that you were paid to be her friend. And it's like, okay, I know these beats. Come on. Yep. Get I was mind. surprised how fast that was wrapped up too. I that was actually kind of refreshing how fast they were just like. I want to oh, add too long for me. <laughs> I want to add because of that. I would a thousand percent do that. Fifty <laughs> k. I'm sorry. Kidding? I would take fifty k and pretend to be someone's friend in high school where things don't matter. Fifty k. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't have a moral compass. It's just being someone's friend. <laughs> Like if yeah. they found they out, they find out. Just whoops. give them 10k. <laughs> or I mean, they wouldn't oh. need it. <laughs> well, yeah, they wouldn't need it. But like, <laughs> I'm taking that 50k. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, you jerk. I can't go to college if I don't do this. <laughs> yeah, and like we're still I'm, friends. But no, nope, you can't say it. You can't. Like I God still forbid. like you as a person. Your your dad there's, just wants to give me 50k. There's no way I can get to Carnegie Mellon University <laughs> without this. You just let me explain. Number 12 I'm architecture gonna... school in America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to say, just let me explain 10 times, but not ever explain. And then you're going to be mad at me forever. That's how this is going to work out. Yeah. yeah, I probably would say something and not like hide it. But yeah. like, I'd be like, because we're already, they were already kind of like vibing. So I'm like, hey, your dad just offered me this. And like, I'm poor as shit. I can't <laughs> afford it. I really need this. So like, we're actually still friends, but I'm going to accept your dad's 50K because he has more money than God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all that as seen on TV money. Yeah. Pouring in. Billy Mays here. <laughs> yeah, Billy Mays here. Being creepily offering young women money. <laughs> anyway. Uh, bad movie. You gave it a half of... Uh, point. Yeah, point five butterfly back tattoos out of five. Yeah. And do you want me to go zero if that's Zero an if it's possible. Okay. Definitely. If zero is an option, I do zero... No, sh uh, non-fat, no sugar raspberry frappuccinos. Oh, nice. Because for some reason they say frappuccinos, and that's a Starbucks thing. Mm -hmm. So, Ooh, canceled. <laughs> um, I'm going to make it out of whatever comes up when I search Mean Girls Two quote. <laughs> I'm going to make it out of whatever comes up on Google when I search Mean Girls Two I hope quote. It's <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm giving it. Oh uh, nope. Didn't work. <laughs> there were this no movie quotes. Isn't quotable. Didn't work. Wow. Yeah. I was hoping I'd get gold out of that. Yeah, I'm gonna give it <laughs> turned into straw. <laughs> Point five and or zero Carnegie Mellon University acceptance letters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. Did you say point five out of zero? Or zero. Oh, or zero. <laughs> out of zero. Out of zero. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> out of zero. Fifty percent. <laughs> God, this movie's so bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. It just thinks that I misspelled "Mean Girls" quotes. <laughs> basically, no, they're like, no one's no ever asked thing. us for that. <laughs> oh, oh, re really? <laughs> um. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, zero. All my female hormones had kicked into overdrive out of five. <laughs> <laughs> This movie had such cringe dialogue. Like people don't think these things. Mm -hmm. I it was so like I when she actually said 
do I look like other girls? I wanted to scream. Well, like, it was definitely written, I feel like, by a man. It was yes. definitely written by someone who was born at age 45 and had never <laughs> been to a public school in their life. It was very um, Life is Strange dialogue adjacent, where like they definitely didn't know how to write teen girls. <laughs> one of, um, There was a woman that was like one of the credited writers, and she wrote, also wrote Hidden Figures. So I was like, ah, she must have had a lot of writing experience in that 10 years. Huh. Yeah. Allison Schroeder. What if Sheldon was racist? <laughs> I can write it too, I guess. Good. Congratulations. You're nominated for Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, movie's not that bad. That movie's pretty good, actually. I, I enjoyed that movie. She also co-wrote Hidden Figures. She, so it like is it wasn't even funny like, that Sheldon's racist. Yep. <laughs> I guess that's the joke. Is if, yeah. that's, that's supposed to be comedy, right? Yeah, that's comedy. Anyway. <laughs> Good performances in that movie, to yeah. be to be honest. Unlike Mean Girls 2. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> if only Octavia Spencer was in Mean Girls 2. Imagine. <laughs> it's part of the little Ma universe now. <laughs> there it is. That means we can finally end. <laughs> We've kept it in the universe. What if Mean Girls 2, in addition to its Mean Girls plot and its 10 Things I Hate About You plot and its climactic sports movie plot... <laughs> Also had mine. <laughs> <laughs> that the mean girls were victimized by Ma. That would make the movie so much better. It oh. might redeem the movie. Oh, what if Ma was the outsider and Ma's dad was paying her to hang out with Ma? <laughs> and, it turned, and Ma finds out is that this, she didn't actually want to hang out with her. Is this Petite Mama? Or is it just no, Ma? it's Octavia Spencer it's Ma. Full-sized Ma. It's full-sized full size, Ma. Full-sized Ma. Full-sized Ma. It's the sequel. So petite mama. This is ma, petite mama, and full sized ma. Yeah. Oh it's, no, I'm sorry. This is Mean Girls too. <laughs> it's the X trilogy. We start with the present one, then we do a prequel, and then we do a sequel. Sequel. Okay. Yeah. I hope this stays in. <laughs> yeah. How can it not? <laughs> Oh man! Wow. It's a running Maverse uh, <laughs> bit. I think the the most in like the most inside of inside jokes should only go at the end of an episode. Yeah. So like, yeah. so if you're like, well, I'm done listening. To this one. You're, you're welcome <laughs> to Mike Vaz for listening to this episode all the way through. Yeah, yeah. It, if you're someone who doesn't understand any of that, then well, there, you, you can be like, watch I the feel, Iron Man episode. <laughs> I feel like I got my fill out of this episode. I have no problem turning it off. The Iron Man episode is so good. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll sing the Mean Girls song. Mean Girls. Oh, fuck. All right, get out, losers. We're done podcasting. Boo, you whore. <laughs> oh. Yep. You go, go, you go, Glen Coco. We got it. We got it. <laughs>